today on CityCast Salt Lake. Our Real Housewives of Salt Lake City are back for a new season. Now, I love this reality franchise, but I do understand if it's not your cup of tea. Season three premieres on Wednesday, and we're sharing our top predictions and discussing the less than comfortable return of Jen Shaw. It's Monday, September 26th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Meg Walter, features editor at the Deseret News, Real Housewives historian. Mm. Academic. Welcome back to CityCast Salt Lake. Academic. Thank you. I am so happy to be here, especially happy to be talking about my life's true passion, which is the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yeah. Before we get into it, I want to play something for you. Let's let's just get in the zone. Dear Lord, please protect us. Retaliation is a bitch. Go find yourself another Heather Gay. I'm out. I am done being everyone's pawn. If you're talking about everyone else, fair game. I am innocent! She's innocent. (laughs) Academy Award, I smell it. Uh, Are you kidding me? These producers, they're magicians. I, Ali, I have, you, do you see the hair on my arms? This is, this is an audio media format, but like, listener, I, the hair on my arms is sticking up. Hannah, wait. Nobody works harder than our girls in Salt Lake. Why do you love this show so much? Here's my prosaic answer. I'm from here. And I recognize everywhere they go. Uh, I was in the mall, Fashion Place Mall, and Lisa Barlow came walking toward me with Henry. It's such a thrill to exist in the same spaces as these women. Like, on the one hand, completely different universe from them. But also, we go to the same holiday in Draper. Like, we share parts of our lives and to have them skyrocket into like global fame and witness that and be here. Uh, I feel I feel proud. And I think the other thing that I love is that they bring a level of glam to institutions in this city that are objectively unglamorous. Like we saw in the preview for season three, Jen Shaw takes Meredith Marks to some hot tub that's clearly like just, I think, the roof of Fourth West apartment complex, <laughs> right? And they're like in these knee-high yeah. boots and and Meredith Marks is in a double-breasted bright pink bathing suit and like they're glamming up fourth west or like they're going on some like fancy dinner at like brio tuscan grill (laughs) yeah like pretty much chilies it's pretty much chilies and they're there in their gucci and i love it it's at once very accessible and it like brings a whole new dimension to the places that we also are regulars at and I think it's an I do think it's a net positive for the state i think it's lending prestige and like You know, we have an up and coming restaurant scene. It's not L.A. It's not New York, but like there are some pretty decent places to eat. And a lot of them are featured on the show. Like, I think it's good for tourism that this show exists. Yeah, I completely agree. Okay, before we get any further into our predictions for season three of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, (laughs) for anyone who is either not watching or is going to be walking into season three without a lot of context, I think we need to just quickly set up like who these five women are that are followed on this show. Let's start with 
Heather Gay, because I think she's for a long time been kind of objectively the protagonist. Yeah, I would agree with that. Heather Gay's a single mom. She owns Beauty Lab and Laser. She's very relatable. Yeah, and her big storyline for the last two seasons has been stepping away from the LDS church, becoming more of a party girl, trying alcohol, dating, kind of coming into her own uh, hoping for a romance. Can we talk about that yet? I mean, that's what I'm, that's what my hope for Heather is for season three. Is that she finds, it gets a little romance. It gets a little romance. Yeah. I think it's Heather's time to shine. I think it's going to happen. She's so likable. Would love to see it. She's yeah. The, yeah. She really is a stand in for the viewer in a lot of ways. Mm, yeah. She's the Michael Barbaro of, <laughs> of mm. the show. <laughs> um, okay. Let's move on. Heather's cousin is Whitney Rose. Whitney Rose has no problem coming into her own. Whitney Rose came into her own 15 years ago when she married her boss, Justin Rose. Yeah. And Whitney Rose, I've described her in the past and I am holding firm on this. Whitney Rose is a woman who, like, in the middle of the night, sneak tiptoes out of bed and goes and puts a ton of blood in the water and then wakes up in the morning, pulls up her sleep mask, looks around and is like, I'm going to get to the bottom of who put all this blood in the water. <laughs> and everyone's yes. like, OK, Whitney. <laughs> Get after it. Yeah. Ruin our yeah. lives. And in, in a way that I deeply respect. Yeah. In a way this show absolutely needs. Yeah. In a, it, she hopefully is getting a pretty big paycheck for this because she she's a hype queen. And she speaks in a register that I think most adult women can't reach. Like, it's very <laughs> sexy baby. Like, she she's like... Uh, I'm innocent. I'm always innocent. And she's never innocent. Again, deep, deep respect yeah. for Whitney. Completely. Okay. Moving over to Lisa Barlow, a woman who is a complete villain in this show. And I've never liked her more. <laughs> uh, she's hands down my favorite. Uh, yes, villainous. Also the hero in the same breath um this show would crumble without lisa she is the sun around which all the other housewives orbit uh she will forever say what is on her mind and she will fly into a blind rage at the drop of a hat mm -hmm. um queen yeah and also when you think about again these women as like ambassadors for our city and our state lisa has coined the phrase mormon 2.0 i think she Ugh. coined it Sure. And it's this idea of like, yeah, I'm devout and like I'm a pra I'm a practicing LDS mom, but also I own a liquor company. <laughs> what about it? Yes. Um, and there's a whole lot. I mean, we could probably do a whole other show on that, but it's a very fascinating character to appear on a national franchise and kind of being saying like I'm doing religion my own way in a religion that's very much like you do it this way. So I I think that she's kind of a stand in for a lot of people. What I love most about Lisa is that she always, always has a 44 ouncer on her. She's leaving for lunch with a big gulp full of Diet Coke on her way to Del Taco. Where she will get another 44 ounce. It's pretty much my day too. Completely. Okay, and then our final of the five women. We have two more. We have two more. <laughs> we talked about Meredith. Oh, my God. You're right. Okay, just kidding. So Meredith is kind of forgettable. <laughs> First and foremost, we have, she's not a Utah. She's not a Utah. This woman is from Chicago. She has a house in Park City. She has a house in Park City, and she has a store that is never open. Yep. 
Agreed. She's a jewel. Jeweler? Jewelry proprietor. She has a very, very small store on Main Street in Park City. Her husband, we are to understand, came to Utah to work at Overstock and is kind of not doing that anymore. I think early in season one, she, in a direct-to-camera, said, my husband works in liquidation. (laughs) 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 Again, like, just incredible women. Um... With so much media training and also none at all. Too much and not enough. Too much and not enough. Um, but for so long in this show, Meredith Marks has been kind of the foil because she's very calm. Her tagline was, I'm disengaging. I'm not getting involved in the drama. I'm going to be the Statue of Liberty at this port. And it seems like based on what we've seen ahead of season three, she's ready to engage. Praise be, because I cannot watch that woman walk away from arguments for any longer. Uh, Truly like watching paint dry most of the time when Meredith is on screen, except for her looks, which are phenomenal. Fully insane. Fully insane. Here for every single one of them. Lots, lots of bootcut jeans with blazers over and over. So many blazers. And then like a wild night for Meredith is some feathers tacked on to a blazer. Lots, lots of feathers. She has two looks, a blazer and killed an ostrich on my way here. <laughs> yeah. That's basically it. The Living Traditions Festival is back in downtown Salt Lake City, May 17th through 19th. And this is when I come alive. It is so easy to sell me on three days of Washington Square and Library Square converting to a global food court. And this festival has truly been one of my favorites for years now. Living Traditions convenes the diversity of artistic traditions, food heritage, music, and art from the many cultures that have made Utah their home. You can expect everything from live music and dance to hands-on workshops, a little shopping, Sundance film screenings, and Bohemian Brewery. There is something for the whole family, and it's free entry. Come celebrate all of the rich cultures that make up our community. Find more information on the festival and view the full program guide at livingtraditionsfestival.com or on Instagram and Facebook at slclivingtrad. We talk a lot on this show about our city's crown jewels. What are the institutions that open doors in our community and regulate its pulse? I choose Salt Lake Community College, and it is a home for incredibly focused Salt Lakers. Nearly 80% of their students work while going to school, many full-time jobs. If I could do college all over again, I would not be 33 and sitting on these damn student loans. And slick students aren't. 80% graduate with little to no student loan debt or save thousands knocking out credits before transferring to a four-year institution. Every day, Salt Lake Community College is transforming lives and communities through education. If you want to learn something new, refine a trade, or pursue a higher degree for the first time, explore your options at slcc.edu. Study alongside hard workers, save precious money, And be one in a class of 19, not 100. Okay, now can we get to Jen Shaw? We we got them all, right? Number five. Uh, Yeah. Jen Shaw. Save the best and the worst for last. Jen Shaw. (sighs) 
is a convicted felon. She's a convicted felon who we are watching on our television screens. And I feel, I feel uncomfortable about it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. So Jen Shaw is one of the only women of color on this show. In the beginning, she wasn't the only, but this season she is um, of the core housewives. Um, Jen, you know, without getting too deeply into it, this is a person who is a yeller, is a tantrum thrower, is a screamer. Like she brings Table the flipper, most drink thrower, drink thrower, glass shatterer. Like she brings the most chaos. Like if you've never watched a Real Housewives show and you're picturing like a Real Housewives outburst, that's Jen Shaw. Um, but recently she was accused of being involved in defrauding innocent elderly people with a telemarketing scam. Like fraud is kind of endemic to a lot of these franchises, but this is at a new level where it's like we've we can see the faces of these victims. These are elderly people without money. Like this is not some this is not tax fraud, right? Like this is theft. Um and so for a very long time, Jed was like, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. And as we heard in the opening, like in the trailer of season three, they filmed this before she pled guilty. So she spends, we are to believe she's going to spend this entire season telling us that she's innocent when we know that she has pled guilty. Yeah. And honestly, that sounds boring to me. Mm. I, such a good point. That's such a good point, Meg. Moral dilemmas aside that just sounds like a storyline i'm not interested in because i already know how it ends right and then like we have to pull back a little and be like hmm in what ways am i complicit in this woman's behavior because she's on this show and i'm watching it like how am i enabling this you know i get it gets really messy really quick for me internally how do you feel about it yeah i mean i think like we all watch scam shows all the time right like I mean yeah you know we love movies about scam artists from the sting the like dawn of time to like catch me if you can whatever else but because this is reality tv really for a lot of these women they're getting a check from bravo but the real money maker here is the online community that they build around their persona they basically become massive influencers and so when we watch the show we're dropping coins in their piggy banks and you know that's where it feels like we're more complicit yeah to your point than just like you know watching a, a docu series about fraud we have to think about how our fandom is affecting the behavior of the people we are fans of. Like when I go to Jen Shaw's page and she has a post about how she's innocent and there are 2000 comments that are like, yes, queen. I'm like, well, is that, what, it, what does that mean? You know, like, where are we in our relationship with the people we're watching on screen who are engaged in unsavory acts that are hurting other people? Like, do we need to have somewhat of a reckoning I don't, I don't know. It's complicated, you know? Yeah. And I think on the flip side of it is like, I can't get hyped about someone going to prison, right? Period. Like, and I did spend a lot of time reading like YouTube comments on the like Real Housewives, you know, subreddits for season three trailer. And there's a lot of misogyny in there towards Jen. And it's like, we can acknowledge that this woman has done something and she is guilty. We don't need to comment about how she got a boob job for prison or whatever. Like, we don't need to also indulge in her downfall in this way. And so by having her in this season, it creates really only two paths 
Like you're either uncomfortable or you're indulging in her downfall. And neither of those things bring out the best in us. Not that these shows are designed to bring out the best in people, but like they are sort of inherently relaxing and there is nothing relaxing about that. Okay, before we go, I have a little bit of a lightning round for you, Meg. I cannot wait. I have a couple questions. Uh, I want to hear your predictions for season three. Biggest meltdown. Who's it going to be? Meredith. <gasps> Meredith. Okay. Best villain. Whitney. <gasps> mm-hmm. Agreed. Fan favorite. Lisa. Lisa. You don't think Heather's going to hold the crown? No, I think that it's it's time to pass that baton. Mm. Okay. Lisa's meltdown at the end of season two was so iconic. I think a lot of people switched over to team Lisa, and I think that she's going to continue to ride that wave. I'm with you. Okay. How did Heather get the black eye in the trailer? It is not. You guys, nobody punched her. I'm so sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but this woman works at a med spa. She's getting every injection available. Clearly someone hit a vein. Like this is <laughs> everyone settle down. This is a Botox mishap. Happens to the best of us, by the way. You just wear an eye patch, come back. It's fine in a couple of weeks. Like settle down. Okay. Final question. This one requires a bit of a clip. What are you thinking about with college? Fudge college, honestly. There's no need for it. That's not how it works, Jack. Will Jack Barlow agree to go to college? I mean, fudge college, am I right? <laughs> yeah, he's going to college. You think Lisa's going to let him not go to college? That Lisa's kid's, going that to college going. with him. Yeah, Lisa will be his roommate. We're rewatching season four of Arrested Development right now, which I know is controversial, but mm -hmm. um, he will be Michael living in George Michael's dorm. That's Lisa... <laughs> to Jack wherever 100%. he ends up. And I'm excited for him. Yeah. I would watch that show. That's a spinoff I would tune into every week. A hundred percent. Okay, that's it. Do you have any other predictions before we go? I mean, I, I know that it's going to be a Whitney-Heather standoff. Um, the teams are pretty clear. Whitney versus Heather, Meredith versus Lisa. I think Jen versus the United States justice system. And Heather might just be bopping around, which is kind of Heather's play. I mean, that trailer was phenomenal. Cannot wait to tune in Wednesday. What are your predictions? Here's my prediction. Season two was so talked about because we watched Jen Shaw get arrested in the parking lot of Beauty Lab and Laser by the Department of Homeland Security. And a lot of people at the time were like, well, where do we go from here in this show? And I think season three is going to give us vintage housewives. I think these women are going to prove that they don't need that level of drama or that kind of lens to make themselves entertaining. I think they're going to be able to sit around a table and make themselves entertaining all on their own. And I think it's going to be fun to watch. That's my prediction. I would love that so much. That is a show I cannot wait to watch. So I, I hope we can talk about it again once it gets going. We absolutely will. Meg Walter, thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much for having me, Ali. This was so fun. One more thing before we go. My favorite scene from the first season of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City was when the ladies have a Met Gala-themed lunch at none other than Walter's Osteria downtown. You've probably heard by now that truly beloved Salt Lake restaurateur Walter Nassi died last week. Walter was a Tuscan chef who gave his whole heart to the community he built around his restaurants. Any Salt Laker will tell you that. 
Meg wrote a loving Housewives-themed tribute to Walter in the Deseret News, which I've linked in the show notes. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. If you want to hear Meg give more Housewives takes, she and her co-hosts recap every Real Housewives of Salt Lake City episode on their podcast, Hive Mind. Wherever you find our show, you can find theirs. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Stay classy, Salt Lake. Every time I leave this town, wherever I am, and I tell people I'm from Salt Lake, and I'm talking like Toronto, right? Like I was recently in Slovenia and someone was like, do you know Jen Shaw? (laughs) 